El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I would come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I don't do anything at all. Joining me today, he is one of my favorite comedians in all the land. Obviously, he's my favorite podcast host. And dang it, just one of my favorite people all around. Ladies and gentlemen, of course I'm talking about myself. Also joining me, he is my co-host on a monthly podcast called 69 Minutes, where you can call in and ask us questions and we don't even screen them first. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Chet Wilds. Also, Jeff's here. It's going to be a great show. Everybody, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Jeff is an asshole. What? Well, excuse you. Because you're doing the thing. You're doing I'm the thing. Doing, what? What thing? The thing where well, I when talk I say and I, you, you. That's not the thing. The thing is when I exercise. That's I say not I did the, the thing. thing. I say I did the thing. It's on social media. It's a whole thing. No, no. I'm it's doing the thing. thing. This is the yeah, thing I do. You. You're shaking ice. That is the I, thing that Chet Wilde does, yeah. I'm ice glad beverages you, on a pod. I'm glad you made sure to have an icy beverage with no straw ready to go for this this yeah. pod. Sounds Very like on brand. Sounds like you're drinking a maraca. Yeah. <laughs> it used to be the metal water bottle that you would fill with ice yeah. for and no discernible like reason. And you didn't like being kind to the environment, so I... I waste plastic every day now yeah that's the problem that is the problem is i am an anti uh environmentalist is that a yeah look at your hat there's a dead shark on there uh why is it dead uh that's actually a baby shark do 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 baby shark baby shark baby shark chat wild shark we did a different thing okay well it's fine Hey, so how's how's everyone doing? Things are things are good, I'm assuming, right? Everyone's great. Everyone's great. I'm enjoying this uh two month span before Delta really fucks everything up a bit. And oh, yeah, it won't go back to the way it was, but uh it will be problematic. It's fun being in the eye of this of the hurricane here and people being like, It's safe and I'm always like, mm, I don't know if it's gonna be that safe. Yeah. Yeah. We're all gonna see each other together in person today for the First time since I've been with both of you in person at the same time, probably in over two years. Yeah, it's it been probably since you um, harassed the Goo Goo Dolls to play your attic. Yeah, I remember that. I've seen you since then. Not together. Yeah. D- haven't we done like some hotel shows or something? Don't be no. this way, Chet. Why? Actually, that was 2017. There's no way it's been almost four years, Jeff. I have been trying so hard to keep that four years yeah. extended. And here we are today. By the way, the Goo Goo Dolls are from Buffalo, and I hate them. So, what a terrible... Is it because they're from Buffalo? Is that like putting bugs in a mayonnaise jar? Shake them up, and they just fight each other? <laughs> I've never heard mayonnaise jar specifically when capturing bugs. That's usually was... a mason jar. Hey, you what know how it's... if you're a bug in a jar, everyone can just watch you and see you all the time and see everything you're doing? Cool, that's what we're talking about this week. I mean, we talk about this all the time. Segway. We, we talk about surveillance, but last time around we talked about American surveillance and how best surveillance in the world, man. Amazon is just turning this country into a massive surveillance state thanks to ring doorbells and cameras on their trucks, presumably Alexas, things like that too. So uh this time around we're talking global. We're talking about surveillance around the world. And uh, it's, I'm comforted by this because I feel like I'm, it's going to be a long time before I even leave the country. Like, are, are we even allowed to yet? Who knows? One of the things I found researching this, there's a site called Visual Capitalist. They recently published an article about the most surveilled cities in the world. And here's the thing. 
I don't know if I trust this list, but we'll we'll get to why. Yeah, it's from a guy called the Capitalist. Well, no, the Visual Capitalist Capitalist is an outstanding website. I'll vouch for them. Okay, we'll talk what about it. What other credibility do you need? We'll we'll talk about that in a second. And uh, what they did is they took the 130 most populous cities in the world and ranked them in order of the highest CCTV camera density. And one good thing, no U.S. cities made the top 10. So that's cool. Hey, good for us. Most of the cities are in China, if you can believe that. But number one and number two, both India. Chennai, India, and Hyderabad, India. That's uh, that's an interesting an interesting situation. Although they've been coming up strong in population growth too. Well, it's it's uh, the world's largest democracy. They they got a whole lot of people. You got to keep an eye on them somehow. It's also been a country that's moving further and further to the right, just like the rest of the world. It's just there. They murder people f- over rumors that they eat beef. True. Yeah. They have six hundred fifty seven cameras per square kilometer compared to LA which only has 17 and a half. Now that's the weird thing about that list. It says it's ranking the 130 most populous cities in the world. Where are Chicago? Where's Philadelphia? Where's Houston? I don't think any of those cities are on the list, right? I don't think so. Um, where's Where's Buffalo, you know? Buffalo's barely a top 150 <laughs> in the US. Where's Worcester? Yeah, right? These are the these are the questions we need answers to. But it where's is Peoria. Weird. It is weird that they left several of the 130 most populous cities in the world off the list, and they're all American cities. It is an interesting... I feel like it's tough to have America... America's probably not going to go with the CCTV route, only because we have so many people that are like, I'm going to shoot that fucking camera down, man. I think our surveillance is sort of going to be more heavily based on sort of our signing up for technology that's going to surveil us. Yeah, well, it depends on what kind of cameras you're talking. In LA, there are... So many cameras that are, uh, they're called ALPR cameras, automated license plate readers. And sure are. All they do is take pictures of license plates and figure out, like, they, they basically track you that way. It's uh, very creepy. And yeah, I feel like we're not going to need to put up a bunch of, like, government installed security cameras because, like, we talked about on the first surveillance episode, we're putting those up ourselves. Like, people are just putting them on their front doors and in their yards and on their homes. And their phones, also. Just to tag in real quick. So New York is the 11th largest city in the world, LA is 23rd, Chicago is 40th, and Houston is 64th. So they're definitely top 100 cities. Dallas right behind in 65. Why do we always think that city is small? How how it is Who thinks Dallas is small? Yeah. Who's like Me. that place with its own airport? <laughs> One of the biggest airports Tiny. in the country. But Dallas Tiny. is bigger than Toronto? Wow. And yeah. San Francisco? Yeah. I just Yes. It's smaller. San Francisco's like eight square miles. They just have yes. six million people packed in there. And they all work at Google. Boston is not on the list of top yeah. 100. Yeah, Boston well, that's, is like. That's my um, whole point, Chet. None of these cities are on this list. No, I'm saying Boston isn't uh, isn't one of the top 85 most populous cities in yep. the U.S. But oh, well, that varying, doesn't matter at all. We are very in the lead here, world. which is that Chicago and Dallas are not on this list. Right. Which, how how does that happen? How do you make a list of the 130 most surveilled cities if you're basing it on the top 130? Because this list is 130 long. So where's Chicago? But I don't think it's based on population. It's based on most surveilled. But the if you read the notes and read the article, they were, draw, they were basing it on the 130 most populous cities. Yeah. So they're basically just ranking those. So to put it as, as the kids would say, um, this list seems a little sus. It does. It seems weird that they're, I know Chet wants to really go to the mat for visual capitalist because he probably saw a coronavirus pictogram on there last month, but no, it's actually because they uh, in the digital publishing world, they offer free. They offer high quality publications and graphics for free. So there's nothing suspicious there if they're offering high quality content for you to republish at no cost. Yeah, that's not. That's not. That's not there's nothing shady at all. Yeah, that's not suspect at all. 
they're they're based out of Chicago, Dallas, and Houston. <laughs> so yeah, it's estimated that uh, there's a 2019 article on CNBC.com, and uh, by right now, by 2021, because this article came out in 2019, they were estimating one billion CCTV cameras will be active by right now. Over half would be in China. Anyone ever wanted to go to China? Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, but like it's funny because like the places I want to go be like, I'd like to go to Shanghai and Hong Kong. Like Hong Kong sounds amazing. I mean, Hong Kong probably is amazing. It's just uh, now Hong Kong's government is the Chinese government. So it's significantly less amazing now. Yeah, I could see that. Well, it's funny, though, because when I refer to it as being amazing, what I essentially am saying is like, hey, it's the it's the London of the East. And now that's probably much less the case as as it sort of gets sort of reacclimated to being more specifically Chinese. Yeah, I, I bet just want to see where all my cheap possessions are made. I bet I bet it's still still a pretty swanky place like the government's not going to change that. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to hard to put that genie back in the bottle. But I am I do have a very Western view of like, you know which Chinese city I want to go to? Disney World. Like yeah. it, 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 it's a very it's a very Western view of 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 China for me. I just always wonder if I've said too much shitty stuff about China and I'm gonna get there and they're gonna be like, let's talk. Oh yeah, you're gonna get beaten with a short length of hose as soon as you get off the plane. That would be my concern. It would definitely be my concern if I was to ever try to go to Russia, which I don't think I would ever go to Russia. That's crazy. I would. Yeah, no one wants to go to Russia. Instead of going to China, you could just drive up the PCH between oh. Santa Monica and Malibu and see that one in three homes are owned by Chinese businessmen. That's fair. They yeah. buy a lot of good property. Yeah, I mean. It, They're snatching up a lot of coastal property is what I'm saying. Who can blame them? It's a pretty solid investment. Yeah, it's a good investment to invest uh, in the the place that tool wrote a song about falling into the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those homes are going to fall into the ocean. So you get the money out of them while you can. Yeah. Yeah. Juice the stone. So, uh, yeah. In China at the time of this article, there were 770 million CCTV cameras in China. That's like kind of wild. That's a lot. I mean, I know China's big and I know it's highly populated, but still they do have over half, right? 54%. Right. That is wild. It makes perfect sense and also hard to fathom. I don't know how to... Yeah, just making that many cameras. And where do you put them? Like, at some point, you're just going to have to have the people wear them. Yeah, Yeah. their their little belt buckles. Yeah, like those harnesses you see when people are filming a shot where they have to run and they want it to look realistic, so you just harness the camera in front of them. Yeah, everyone in China is a steady cam operator. (laughs) In China, there's no need for gastroenterologists because cameras are up your ass. What? (laughs) There's a lot of cameras. Boom. Roasted. Yeah, one thing we sh- that's worth taking into account, though, if we're measuring the density of CCTV cameras per person as opposed to per square kilometer, as that previous list did. Which is the more interesting metric to me. Uh, at that time, at the time of this article, the United States, 4.6 people per camera. China, 4.1. So I mean, that's only half a person. It's not that big of a difference when you take it per person which i think chet is right that is the more accurate way to measure it because china's just got more people everywhere so although actually i'm not sure that's the case because what it is is we're talking about covering land for travel not as opposed to like three cameras picking up the same person because of density so actually i feel like the geographical size is the more important metric in that case as much as your immediate instinct would be like no it's it would be about density what do you mean covering land for travel well like for example like cctvs uh, across like a wider a wider space a wider amount of land meaning as people travel you can track and trace them as opposed to having a dense amount of cameras in the same place to keep eyes on on them i I I feel like i don't know if that's necessarily the case though like our cities have a lot of these cameras like especially baltimore is fucking filthy with them True. What I think what I'm what I'm getting at more is like when you think about like the visual range of of one of these cameras, right? So you you picture it like how much it can see and like how much land is being covered. 
is probably the more important metric as opposed to how many people are being covered at the same time in a specific area. But my immediate reaction would be to worry about the people. But the more I think about it, I'm like, oh, actually, the land one does make more sense to me. So China and U.S. are about the same size. China's 2% larger in terms of land mass. But almost 20% of the U.S. is Alaska. So, like, you know, we're not going to have cameras up covering that land. So that that data can be skewed and misleading as well. Uh, David Attenborough has, like, 50,000 cameras in Alaska right now. Yeah, and out of 1 billion... That is a drop in the bucket. Talking about how he makes those little nature shows. I don't like nature. Why would I like nature? I can get a postcard. Yeah, that's, see, that's what I'm saying. That's what it looks like. That's the Grand Canyon. That's from the pictures. You got to go to the Grand Canyon. It's fucking stupid how big that hole is. I don't need to. Yeah, I don't need to either. I'd like to take you guys to the Grand Canyon. Okay. I've seen so many photos. Yeah, we can, we can talk about it later. So uh, let's, let's talk about what China's doing with, their security systems because that's that's the really concerning part uh for one thing a lot of people in china at least according to the articles that you read are kind of either unaware that the surveillance state is as it is in china or they just support it because they assume it's just keeping them safe from threats and crime but it seems a lot worse than that and it's arguable if uh it's or it's debatable as to whether any of this prevents crime and there may uh, be a different sense of normalcy compared to you know what we experience if it's just something you're born into well well, that's just the way it is you know and i feel like this is a thing the united states would love to implement something like this any government would be so into this so the way social credit works, people with low social scores, uh, maybe, maybe because they play too many video games or they have a lot of debt, they can be tracked by their neighbors. The article that uh, we'll link to calls the technology used for this low-life scanners, and they can also be tracked by companies, employers, the government itself. For example, millions of people have already been banned from taking flights because of low social credit scores. Uh, I mean, I I don't hate the idea of a dirt bag not being on my flight. Well, it depends on... But that's more of a personal reason. Yeah, but also, what's your definition of a dirt bag? Because so far we're talking like people with a lot of debt. Dirt bags. So people who have low credit scores? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I wonder how quickly, whether by design or inadvertently... Uh, these algorithms that determine these things end up being highly racist or classist. Well, I mean, in China, you don't have to worry about that because all of their minorities are in labor camps being reprogrammed into good Chinese citizens. So probably not as much of a threat over there. What's what's wild to me is that this is very much the Bryce Dallas Howard episode of Black Mirror. It is like very as I much was reading is. these notes. I was like, oh, this is we did an episode of this. Like we did a show about this. I don't doubt that that episode was probably based on this because China's had this shit brewing for years and years and years. And they're just now like really starting to implement it. And one of the examples of how this affects people, there was a guy named Wu Bing who had struggled with drug addiction for a time been sober since 2005 he's flagged any time he uses his id so even when he does something like checking into a hotel the police are alerted and may force him to take a drug test that's too much that is way too much well it also has crazy implications from a mental health standpoint in that people who need help will hide their issues even more and be more resistant because they don't want to be in the system as somebody that sought any help and been identified because it may be held against them. Right. And higher scores can mean discounts, access to work, shorter waiting times at government institutions like the DMV, uh, but also might mean far more crucial needs like job licenses, marriage and divorce certificates, travel documents, things like that. And a sick, sick blow J once a year. Hell yeah. Hell yeah courtesy the, uh, of the Chinese government. The Chinese five-year plan is pretty explicit about this being used against protesters and political dissenters, too. This is a quote. We will also closely guard against and crack down on the infiltration, sabotage, subversion, 
and separatist activities of hostile forces, which sounds like standard fare for like something a government would say. But in China, that means a whole, whole different thing. Like they really crack down on dissenters. China? Yeah, I know. Get the H out of town. So let's talk (laughs) about another thing China is implementing over their biometric surveillance. The region of Xinjiang, the primary region of the Ouija people, is supposedly the test bed for this technology. Uh, But there are scanners already located in all transportation, including buses, trains, and subways. And one of the things this does is read human emotion it's It's a mood ring it's supposed to help the state identify threats but like what emotions are anti-government happiness yeah i don't i don't know like i don't know how like this is a this is a very vague thing like it's reading human emotions how does that work can we get like a apple launch announcement thing where the the chinese version of Steve Jobs or whatever fuckface owns Apple now comes out and tells us how this thing works. I have a feeling they are not going to tell us how it works. The average user on Facebook, like Facebook has enough data on that person to be more predictive about what that person would like, what they're into and what they'll buy than even their closest friends. Like that's been that's been studied a lot over the last decade. Yeah, Facebook gets up to some creepy shit, which makes it unfortunate that we have to sort of stick up for them at the end of this episode. That's but, uh, the reminder that there is no binary in good and bad in this fucking world. There, there really is not. The I, I am like biometrics are are always the thing that I get the most uncomfortable with. Whenever like like if you're going to Universal Studios and they're like, and just put your finger down for the biometric scan, and I'm like, absolutely not. Uh, I was like, you absolutely cannot have that. And I recognize that you're just Universal Studios, and that's not a big deal. But I'm gonna do the show me ID one every time. And they look at like Universal was, many times. They've never prompted me for that. If you have the, if you have a card like a pass, did you go like with a pass, or no, did you I'm buy a, a ticket every time? <laughs> Buying a pass is the same as the cost of one ticket. So you're not a nerd. You're just financially. No, the, even paying for a ticket makes you kind of a fucking nerd. I'll go if what like, you do my break friends, in. No, like my friends work is like throwing a party there, so it's free. Then I'll go. So uh, have you even been? Yeah, I've been multiple times. Okay. But I've never paid for it. For work parties. Okay, well, fine. Well, the rest of us that actually enjoy things that aren't involved work. Uh, Dude, we, like, I went to a work party at Disney, and they paid one of those, uh, whatever, the plaid pass. And it's just a person that takes you to the front of the line yeah. every ride. Okay. Well, for okay. those of us that uh, go to amusement parks for amusement... Um, they, you buy a, uh, you get like a pass and then they would like want to sign your biometric thing. And I'd be like, absolutely not. I don't care who you are. You can't have my fucking DNA imprint or whatever the shit you need. My finger, you don't need my fingerprint so I can go on the Transformers ride. Fuck you. Yeah. That's, that's very weird. It's like, I get it that it's supposed to be like a smoother trans. Oh, it's so much easier. You just put your finger down and then you keep going. I'm like, no, you can look at my ID. I don't mind people waiting a little bit behind me. Yeah, eventually we got to give up this idea that everything needs to be absolutely as easy as possible because it is going to end with us having chips in our brain instead of carrying phones around. Why do we need such ease and efficiency that we're willing to sacrifice so much of our sort of like our structural integrity as humans? And I know that sounds like a weird sentence to say. It's a frog in... In a boiling pot of water, right? If we yeah. were doing a podcast 25 years ago, 30 years ago, and talked about, hey, we need to carry our TV shows around with us in our pocket at all times. So if we're ever standing in line at a supermarket or at a red light, um, we can watch a video or be in constant contact with our significant other or whatever. We'd be like, that's fucking insane. Yet it slowly happens. Yeah. 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 It, it, it is one of these it's one of these things, and it's it's sort of one of the reasons that I, I have such a stance against Amazon is because everybody's like, well, it's such an easy thing, and it's just a little bit cheaper, and it comes so much faster. I'm like, yeah, but what is going to happen because of that? Because it's cheaper that at what cost? Well, exactly, and I just, you know. Oof. Yeah, it, the thing is, if Amazon wasn't a thing, there would be another version of it. Like, it's not like every mom and pop store was thriving 
and then Amazon came along. I would argue Walmart did more to destroy mom and pop stores, and Amazon actually does more to keep them going. I will. Yeah, you add can't that- go into Walmart and be like, "Sell my shit right now," easily. You yeah. can utilize Amazon. There were studies uh, about areas where actually Walmart was a boon. I don't like Walmart, by the way, but it was actually a boon for mom and pop stores because mom and pop stores tended to be, uh, in, or at least uh, specialty stores, uh, that would they would serve as essentially satellite stores around Walmart. But if you were just like a, a like a, a general store, yeah, that's gonna take you. Well, out. yeah, there were there were areas where it was a boon for stores. There's areas where Walmart is or where Amazon is a boon for the local economy. They treat their employers shitty, but they also pay them well. So there's that. Like in like you said, there's no. It's not just a matter of good or bad with yeah any of these places but i would argue that most of what china is doing in the name of surveilling people is mostly bad mm -hmm. it's not meant to it's not going to prevent crime yeah and that's sort of what we had talked about earlier with like the amazon mapping and everything like that where it's like well the goal is to make shopping just a little bit more efficient and it's like yeah but what's actually going to be happening is what's the byproduct of that yeah. And and this they're not even bothering with there's like a byproduct. This is in China, this is the product. Yeah, they they say it's to fight crime, but in China fighting crime is like googling Tiananmen Square or something. Like that's what they mean by crime. These cameras also are capable of gate recognition, meaning they can uh, supposedly pick up a person uh, on camera just by the way they walk. Gentlemen, this is why I never walk the same way twice. Smart. Very Every smart. time, just I'll get a limp, I'll do a skip, whatever. You ain't tracking me. I've seen Law and Order. Which one? Well, they've done that before. I've seen gate recognition in different like TV shows and movies and shit. So let's talk about another initiative the Chinese government has launched. They have this plan to cover 100% of public space with CCTV cameras by this year, which they claim they have achieved. And this program is named after a really creepy quote from Mao Zedong that uh, when it comes to spying on their uh, non-communist neighbors, quote, the people have sharp eyes. So this program is called Sharp Eyes. And it's vaguely what's, racist. what's interesting here is it's not just the government spying. This is a thing where you can basically download an app and also put special TV boxes in your homes, and uh, you can access local CCTV footage and report anything suspicious to the police. Tune on into Snitch TV, ladies and gentlemen. I would estimate we're about a year from having something like this right now. Because there's already that. We'll call it. We'll call it Next Door TV. Well, there's we'll that citizen app. There's that citizen app, yeah, which yeah. is basically and this exact same thing. That company wanted to hire a fucking secure a private police force to dispatch. That, yeah. Like we're not we we're not going to be far off from something like this. People love this. That like that's all next door is is people telling on people. It's like people that love RoboCop without understanding RoboCop. Yeah, they're just like it's cool because he shoots the guys. And it's like, I think you may have missed the point of RoboCop. <laughs> uh, it should go without saying they're also trying to create a national DNA database that logs everyone's genetic code, regardless of any connection to crime. And they also super duper restrict the Internet. But we all know that, right? Like everyone knows that's that's one of the main things we know about China is that their Internet definitely is not free, which I don't know if that was even the wrong choice. Like if we if we go back, did, did we ever want the internet to be as free as it is now? I don't know. Well, the I mean, trade off is all the ads, right? If, well, I don't. If, I don't mean free. Like it's not not free like that. But like, like oh, I'm I feel like we thought that the internet was going to be something different than it ended up being. I mean, we literally called it the information superhighway, and just we we revel in the wrong information. <laughs> Well, the very liberal dudes that kind of set the the frameworks around the internet in the 80s and 90s were um, Al Gore. very optimistic about humanity and the ways it would be used. Where'd you yeah. learn that, Chet? A podcast we did. The 90s sucked. We did an episode about how immediately upon the internet going online, Nazi 
groups were like, we're yeah. using it. Sounds Nazis good. and child porn, baby. Yep. Can't wait. So let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. And we're back. But we're back. So uh, the other thing about China is they're not containing all of these wacky systems that they're setting up. They're not just keeping it for themselves. They're selling it all over the world. There is a CNBC article that we'll link to that is about how they have exported their surveillance tech to 63 different countries, or at least they had by 2019. And the country that seems to be taken to it the most, Ecuador. Good for them. Yeah. Good for good for getting involved. They have a state surveillance tech that is largely supplied by Chinese companies, primarily the state-controlled CEIEC and Huawei, who, I'm not going to lie, they make a good phone. I had a Huawei phone for a while. They're probably like spying the, on you pretty hard, huh? Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's the second biggest selling smartphone around the world. It's just in the United States where we're like, they're probably spying on us. So... Who knows? Then again, who? So aren't uh, Apple and Samsung and? No, come on. Uh, but yeah, that's Ecuador. It's funny because as we go through this, it's like, oh, this is good for them, and then you see what it costs them, and you're like, I don't know if this is a great idea. Yeah, I mean, the, there's there's not much benefit to this when it comes to the citizenry. Like, it's not like this is a way for the government to spy on you. So it, I mean, I I feel like that the cost is going to be worth it if you're a shitty government, which, let's be honest, most of them are. In Ecuador, they have over 3,000 employees who work at 16 monitoring centers for 4,300 cameras across Ecuador. Police control the cameras with joysticks, including zooming in. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's that's exactly like you picture it in the movies. Yeah. The uh, system was installed in 2011. It's called ECU-911. It's that might as well be called Ed 209. Yeah. I also, like I like that. that they snuck 911 in there. Right. Yeah. I pre- Yeah. It's pro- it probably is ECU 911. I mean, 911 brought us a lot of uh, stripping away of our rights to privacy. Yeah. This is uh, Ecuador sees you 911. <laughs> the footage doesn't just go to the police. It also goes to Ecuador's domestic intelligence agency, the National Intelligence Secretariat. Or Secretaria Nacional de Inteligencia. And there's an acronym, but it's like more syllables than the fucking name. So no way. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I don't like it. Under the previous administration, Sinane followed, tracked, and intimidated political opponents. And despite a new administration, the surveillance data is still being sent to them. No. Because I'm sure now that Biden's in office, all the spying... And uh, any any anything similar that the Trump administration had put in place, I'm sure Biden flipped that switch off right away. You did. In 2013, BuzzFeed published exclusive documents revealing that agency's secret large-scale surveillance program using technology from multi- multiple different Israeli companies as well. No. Get, oh, okay. So, so they're like... Well, we got China. Who else is going to be evasively uh, government overreach? Let's go Israel. Yeah. We, yeah, we don't give Israel enough credit for shit like that. Like, their, their spying ability and their intelligence agencies, lethal. I mean, it's funny. Like, I don't know. Did you ever read War, World War Z? I didn't read it, no. Did you ever listen to it or just watch the movie? I just watched the movie like an adult. One of the points in the book is that they were just like, yeah, you know who ended up getting the security aspect of this down pat? The Israelis, because that's what they do. Oh, and that's in like, the movie, too. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess so. I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's a fair point where you're like, if anybody's going to survive a zombie apocalypse, it's Israel. Yeah, I, I feel like I remember hearing the same thing about hijackings, too, where when 9-11 happened, they were like, you know why you don't see any hijackings in Israel anymore? they did all the shit we're about to do to planes decades ago. 
<laughs> Isn't 7-Eleven kind of doing a thing like this right now? What? Yeah, they, they did a 9-11. Yeah. Well, no, they 7-Eleven hires, like, CCTV companies, and then they have, like, speakers in the store, and then if employees are, like, stealing or patrons are stealing, like, you know, someone overseas, like, chimes in on a speaker and starts, like, yelling at them. That's dope. At 7-Eleven? Let's go rob a 7-Eleven and see what happens. I, see if someone's like, hey, stop I know it. This, well, I know this because uh, there was a viral story a week or two ago where somebody was robbing a 7-Eleven. And, like, the person was just yelling over the camera telling them to stop it. And it was just <laughs> irritating the criminal and making it far worse and more hostile. Yeah, I would just take more and then run. Because what are you going to do? Send a drone after that? Yeah. Which that would be pretty That'd funny. You run That's out in the parking lot. I just like yeah. the idea of like a like a you're robbing a, a place and then somebody's like, hey, cut it. Stop it. I, there's like a little like one of those like yeah. water bottles that you spray your cat with when it jumps <laughs> on the on the furniture. Well, kind of off that drone thing, like there is a world, right, where there's just kind of floating drones over us. And and that's there's overhead surveillance that, you know can advance and, and have a bird's eye view at all times. Yeah, well, thank God. Once the technology got... can recognize the way you walk from top down, we're not there yet. That's why yeah, I always what... change my, my gait walking. I walk like I'm being chased by a crocodile. Zigzag, okay. Ricky, zigzag. So uh, at the time of this article, this uh, 2013 BuzzFeed article, there were 18 countries, including Zimbabwe, Pakistan, the UAE, and Germany that were all using in Chinese-made intelligent monitoring systems. Germany is a real curveball in this one. You wouldn't immediately think that Merkel would be like, let's get on this shit. I think there is a chance that Germany might have stopped using it since, but it feels like uninstalling all that after you install it, that's got to cost a shit ton of money. Just get a couple of teens with bats. Yeah. Put some mischief on there. Uh, yeah. The, the, the cool teens will take care of it. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, GoldenEye 007 it and throw the throw the timed mind things at the camera and then you shoot it. You yes. could do that. Anybody you could absolutely N64 do that. reference? Yeah, no, yes. I, I got, yeah, we, we all got it. So uh, one of the ways that the government, especially in Ecuador, have garnered support for these surveillance systems is the same way Amazon is doing it in this country by releasing clips of thieves and muggers caught on camera but that's such a minor thing like is that really the crime that we want to stop and in exchange for it we put cameras everywhere it's like the news the news makes you think that the world is falling apart because they only show you the like drastic shit they're not yeah. going to show you like 99.99 percent people have normal day that was a big time yeah. in, in a post 9-11 world. That was a big problem where there was not any positive Muslim representation in media. Not that. It, and it was just everything was like, oh, it's terrorists. It's a, it's a problem. Yeah. And then, you know, 24 and shit like that. And people were informed and thinking that that was the Islamic way of life was shit like 24. That's why they changed the sum of all fears. They had to reshoot that whole fucking movie. One of the reasons Ecuador is able to sell people on this is because they do legitimately have a big problem with crime and gun violence. But at the same time, these cameras aren't doing anything to stop those crimes. So it's not really a fair trade-off. Solution, arm the cameras with guns. You know what's weird is when you're doing the 7-Eleven thing, I was like, there's going to be at some point in time where there's going to be like some sort of dart system where you can zoom in on the camera and target and shoot someone listen if you pull a fire alarm and it can spray ink at you why can't a camera shoot mace at you i would i, I mean that would be neat that would be just like if i was in a 7-eleven and the the shoplifter next to me took a tranquilizer dart to the neck I'd be <laughs> so, like, oh man that's cool wouldn't that be rad and if yeah. you can get pepper spray technology into CCTV uh, TV cameras and stuff like that, how about you just put it into like a small camera and then I can start pepper spraying people after <laughs> I tell them to say cheese. Yeah, yeah. Selfie. <laughs> pepper spray them. <laughs> oh, shit. Pepper spray you both. Yeah, why does this look just like my other camera? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ecuador installed this in 2011 after uh, a visit to the Beijing Olympics in 2008. They, they got there and were like, man, you really do a great job spying on your people. We like it. And 
following this deal where they they basically financed all this equipment using a loan from China. After this, they they took on more loans in exchange for Ecuadorian oil. And how, that how much went, Ecuadorian oil? Uh, probably all of it. It's ninety percent of their reserves. That's insane. That is, I, I like, I can't for the life of me fathom why Ecuador would do that at a time when we're like, hey, the world's kind of collapsing. Like, maybe hold on to your precious natural resources for a little bit longer in exchange for Chinese tech, as if the Chinese aren't going to put backdoors into that tech anyway. Yeah, and it's a thing you see, like. The United States has been doing a similar thing. It's it's predatory lending, and it's meant to you you give these countries this money, knowing they're not going to be able to pay it back. And then when they default on those loans, you get to go in and go, all right, well we're going to take all your resources for one thing. Also, you're going to have to put a regime that's a little more deferential to us in place. It's just that the U.S. does it with the International Monetary Fund and things like that. And China it just doesn't even mask that it's them yeah. doing it. China's like, hey, guess what we're going to do again? And they're doing it all over the world, uh, especially in Africa, because what China's trying to do is set up their own oil market, which would allow them to sell oil backed by their currency, which would in turn allow countries that have been hit with U.S. sanctions to still sell oil without skirting U.S. sanctions because all oil is sold using the U.S. dollar. So if you're hit with sanctions as an oil-producing company by the United States, you just can't sell oil to any countries that are friendly with the United States. So if China's able to set up their own oil market, all these countries will be able to go around it. And the way China is doing it, in part, is by backing these, uh, this oil market with gold. So they're going into all these, especially African nations, and giving them these huge loans in exchange for the rights to mine their gold. And then when they default on those loans, they'll be like, all right, all the gold is ours now. I love gold. Well, good thing the U.S. doesn't owe China any money. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, the thing we've got going for us there is China is kind of as dependent on us as a place to sell shit as we are on any loans or money that we owe them. So Over one trillion. Yeah, like the, the China, if they want to keep their economy as it is, they can't really wreck the United States economy. It's not it's not going to work that way unless Russia finally has the money to buy as much shit as we do. And we're never going to let that happen either. Oh, it's such a it's such a tenuous situation that we are in economically. It's so yep. fucking. De- I don't think people ever really think about how delicate the situation is. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable. It sure is. Well, here's the thing. If you think about it, uh, what good does that do? What can any of the three of us do to change it? You know, uh, global nothing. terrorism. Oh, sorry. Well, I mean, we can do podcasts and talk about yeah. it. Yeah, like, just yeah add, but who wants that? Add, add anxiety to the listeners. Well, it's still, I mean, what do, you, what do you want me to do? Like, are all these podcasts supposed to be about, like, sports and music? Then no one will listen to them. Oh, no, I wasn't, in, I wasn't saying it like, how dare you? I was just saying, like, it's all we can do is just fucking tell you guys about it. And now you share our anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Jeff now doesn't you, even like sports and people don't want to rip music from CDs. Yeah, it's true. Jeff does not like sports, which is crazy. Ridiculous. You don't even like sports. So let's talk about the UK. For the last two years, the UK Home Office and National Crime Agency, as well as two unnamed internet service provider companies, have been testing surveillance tech for logging and storing browsing data for everyone in the country. Lord. Just like the US Postal Service is doing here. Did you read about that? See, that's the thing. Stories like that that should be the biggest scandal in the country. It, it was broke by Yahoo News, and that's like that's as kind of as far as it went in terms of national outlets. But I'm assuming you didn't hear about this, Chet. No, and I check Yahoo News every day. That's my go-to source. Okay, it sounds like you might have missed some days uh, because <laughs> they broke a very big story about how the U.S. Postal Service inspectors, which is 
the post office police basically, are running this big program where they're just monitoring social media for inflammatory language and posts, which could mean anything. When they sold it to Democrats, they said they'd be monitoring right-wingers. When they sold it to Republicans, they said they'd be monitoring Antifa and people on the left. So now the post office is monitoring the internet. Thank God. And yeah, finally, finally, they have something to do. And uh, the the UK is putting the same kind of thing in place. They passed this legislation called the Investigatory Powers Act, a.k.a. Oi. the Snoopers Charter. Oi, governor, you're the Snoopers, you is. He's going to look at the internet browser, in it, Bruv, bruv, we's going to be invading your privacy, bruv. This is my favorite War Horse episode yet. <laughs> Edward Snowden called the legislation, quote, the most extreme surveillance in the history of Western democracy. God damn. We's watching you walk around, bruv. There's been no public announcement of it, but uh, so so not a whole lot is known about this, just like the U.S. Postal Service thing. But uh, this act can require phone and web service providers to maintain ICRs, which are Internet Connection Records, for 12 months on a person if given a senior judge's order. Two people have had orders for ICRs issued on them, and that's uh, supposedly the reason for internet service providers to collect anything, because uh, it ha- you had to turn it over for two people, so you better collect it on everyone do, just in case. Do we know who these two people are? Like, what did they do? Yeah, who knows? Of the UK's largest internet providers, only Vodafone confirmed that it has not participated in trials for this. The rest of the major companies either refused to comment or didn't respond. Smaller providers have also said they were not part of the trial. So that's good. Yeah. Bruv, we's not part of it, mate. We's not be participating in the governments. Say something about tea. We's be freshening your tea, governor. <laughs> but Say no. something about jelly on biscuits. Jelly on biscuits is great. But jelly on... Do you mean scones as biscuits? Yeah, if you're talking cookies, then no. Bruv, bruv, get your words right, mate. I don't know what's happening here. I don't even, fucking, nobody knows. I'm hungry. Yeah, we should, let's take a break, and then we'll be right back. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at ArmorAll.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. So let's let's close this uh, happy, fun time episode out by talking about the war on encryption. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a thing I've gone back and forth on, but I think I'm firmly on the side of keeping end-to-end encryption in place at this point. What end-to-end encryption means, if you don't know, is that only the sender and receiver can read the message. It's meant to prevent any outside viewer, including the service provider, even the operator of the messaging service, from being able to read it, at least in principle. So only the sender and the receiver have the decryption key necessary to crack the code to read it, so to speak. And there are a number of ways the security can be compromised, most of them way too complicated to get into. But a good example is the issue with Skype that Edward Snowden uncovered in 2013, which is that Skype messages were Yes, end-to-end encrypted, but Microsoft had installed a backdoor allowing them to bypass the encryption and was handing over messages to the NSA. Fucking snitch. Yeah, yeah, which you got to kind of expect most providers are probably doing some version of that. Even when I used to do customer service for a cell phone company like way 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 back like 20 years ago and we would get calls like not all the time but not uh never from the police and from detectives who were like hey i'm working a homicide case i need uh, all this person's uh phone records and we would just transfer them to a number uh, like an, another department where i assume we just handed over those records that is wild yeah like i i got a call i actually got one of those calls once and at first the guy was just asking for the information 
and didn't tell me why. And I was like, who are you? Yeah. And he goes, I'm going to be honest. I'm a detective and I'm working a homicide. And I was like, that's cool. He probably wasn't. <laughs> and he was probably a guy looking for his cheating wife. Yeah, he's probably going to commit a homicide. Yeah, yeah, he's probably like, oh, I'm a cop. And you're like, oh, well, in that case, fucking fuck you. <laughs> Absolutely not. So the thing about encryption, the American government especially has been trying to circumvent it for a long time. The Clinton administration attempted to require communication technology to be equipped with a clipper chip, which is essentially backdoor access for law enforcement allowing them to bypass encryption. <laughs> Backdoor access. <laughs> <laughs> they can slip right in, if you know what I mean. Uh, like the butt stuff, Jeff. I'm yeah. not familiar. I'm a Christian. Oh, that makes so sense. So you should be extra familiar. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not so, a virgin. this did not succeed, particularly because of pressure from tech companies who were concerned about their ability to compete because in the future when companies are offering security and privacy to their customers if you're a US company you wouldn't be able to offer that because we made it law yeah like and that's that's also snoop. Be, that was early internet era where it's like the yeah. clintons are like oh i don't know what's going on here but we should probably monitor it yeah and who knows maybe we should have i mean yeah. we have been yeah. like there's no way the internet hasn't been monitored this whole time just because there's no laws th that say they can do it there's also for that whole time there were no laws saying they couldn't the airbud so, principle as we like to call it exactly that is everyone knows what that means let's move on so this idea has resurfaced recently in spring 2019 facebook announced that it intends to apply end-to-end -end encryption by default across its platforms much like it does in whatsapp now and William Barr, who is a notorious monster, <laughs> complete piece argued of shit, yeah. he's he's done a lot of shit, like dating back to the Iran Contra scandal. Like he he was the one who got most of those people pardoned. He's a fucking nightmare, he's a piece of shit. And yeah. uh, he argued for lawful access to devices and claimed encryption impedes criminal investigations. He has pushed for law enforcement access under claims it helps fight terrorism, organized crime, and distribution of child porn. It's always child porn. Mm -hmm. That is always how laws that strip you of your rights get passed first. What's fascinating, too, about this is that William Barr literally worked for the worst regime of the presidency you can imagine. And he's like, we should be able to do more of what we want. It's like, oh, do you not know who you work for? You work for the bad guy. Yeah, he well, he worked for a few I mean, of them. He did, yeah, but most Ugh. recently, you know. Yeah. And uh Facebook, to their credit, so far has not been swayed by these arguments. And uh they their concern is that the backdoor access could also <laughs> be used by uh malicious actors, which is a quote from them. Lindsey Graham stepped in Ugh, in Congress. Oh, so, let's make the bad party worse. Yeah. So uh, he introduced the Earn It Act, which is meant to address child exploitation online by stripping companies of liability protection until they could, quote, earn it back through following detection, reporting, and removal practices defined by a government commission regarding child exploitation content. Isn't it great how Republicans don't want the government meddling in our lives? Look, man, Lindsey Graham, too, is like the slimiest, most spineless person who has ever held office. Like, he's yeah. just so weak. And it's wild to me that he is still considered, like, a top member of the conservative party. Well, it's because he's everything that you just described that he's a top member of the conservative party yeah it's it's wild that he's also been outed and the conservatives are like hell yeah lindsey graham outed in what sense he's very gay ah he was outed you know you know what you know what gave it away the name lindsey i don't get that <laughs> that uh, joke would have flown in 1998 yeah yeah, yeah, 1998 it would have been. That would have been a good Kevin Smith movie joke. So uh, privacy act advocates call this push against end-to-end -end encryption a wolf in sheep's clothing, with the wolf being the move against encryption, 
sheep's clothing being supposed protection of children. Well, it's the whole, it's the Simpsons thing. What about the children? You know, that's like what everybody who clutches their pearls goes to first. And and what you're not considering is the children have to grow up in a world. Like, I mean, people are going to fuck kids. That yeah. happens. And also people are really short-sighted on stuff like this in that they assume it will always and forever only just apply to child sex crimes. And no, once the government gets the right to snoop for shit like this or to snoop around on the internet in general, it's not a big leap to turn that from, okay, well, we're monitoring child sex crimes already. How about we start monitoring for extremism and anti-government sentiment, which we already are. Yeah. Hey, Patriot Act. Yeah. We just want more access and more ability to do that. And none of it is going to stop child exploitation. That's a thing. It's not like that has, you know, there have been so many technological advancements that probably should have helped to curb that. And they, they haven't. Criminals you know find stop, a way to do crime. You know what would stop child exploitation? Oh, great. If people stopped having kids? There is, I suppose, that. You mean and I, then the human race could just die out and the planet would be better for it. Oh, so you're like an eco-terrorist. Yeah, and then what are the cameras going to watch, huh? They're going to watch essentially the nothing but flowers video from uh, the talking heads. Birds and bees backdooring it. (laughs) Oh, my God. I hate that that was kind of funny. (laughs) What is Ah, happening? So happy. Oh, Chet, you got me. So there's, there's a comparison to be made here. The Kalia Act of 1994 required wiretapping capabilities to be installed in phone systems. Did you, did you know that? Oh. All of your phones since 1994 could be tapped by the government. I know my easily. smart TV has a microphone in it, even though I can't talk to it. Yeah, I mean, all of this shit has microphones and cameras in it. Like, I get pop-up notifications all the time about apps trying to use my webcam. And it's like, yeah. for what? Why does Discord need to turn my webcam on every time it opens? I get that you can do video shit on Discord, but fucking yeah. pump your brakes. That's why I keep saying big titties into my phone, because I want them uh, sponsored yeah. ads to come up real good. Yeah, then then you're just going to be flush with big titties. Right? You got to say, gotta... say it, chat. Tig biddies. Oh, chat ruined it. So, uh, yeah, the it's, it's the child abuse argument is basically the argument that is being made to uh, push for end-to-end encryption to no longer be a thing. And there are all kinds of reasons why that's not necessarily going to help. Like, uh, for one thing, the companies that are arguing for this, there's a company called Bark that monitors AI or uses AI to scan social media and text messages and things of the like. They've sent nearly a thousand alerts to the FBI in the last five years, which actually over the course of five years, does that seem like that many? It's like three no. a day. Is it even that many? Uh, no, a thousand over five years? It's a little, yeah, it, that's, it, it's, it's that's, about three uh, a day, roughly. Why are you guys trying to math check me? I, I'm, I'm right on this one. It's about three a day. Well, no, it's not. Five over, years right. is going to be more, like a, more than 1,500 a, days. It's a thousand a year, right? And No, they've sent no, nearly a thousand, a thousand alerts. It's a, like just a thousand alerts over the course of five years oh so it's less than oh, i i thought for some reason i thought it was five thousand over five years i misread my apologies i'm gonna fucking murder you i accept it just fucking do it man wow and uh it's they ins- one every other day which yeah that doesn't feel like a lot and they insist that that number would go way down if end-to-end encryption becomes a thing which what does that mean like how are they monitoring these messages like how do they already have that kind of access maybe we should be asking those questions like how do they already have the access that they have yeah that's the weird that's the weird part they're like you know if you make it harder for us to spy on you it's going to be harder for us to spy on you yeah yeah Yeah, that's right and it i don't know i just hate that i have to kind of stick up for facebook here because facebook is actually pushing back against this and i don't think it's because they want crimes to be committed on their platform. I mean, obviously they're selling children to be harvested for adrenochrome and things like that, but that's a whole different thing. The the global sex trafficking elite is always going to find a way 
to get to make that, that happen. Sweet, sweet adrenochrome. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. We we sure have. Party at billionaire's house. But I hope you invite me one day. <laughs> the uh, the U.S. National Center for Missing and Exploited Children claims as much as seventy percent of child abuse reporting worldwide would be lost if Facebook implements end-to-end encryption across its platforms. They also claim Facebook apps are involved in over half of child pornography incidents recorded by police, which... I feel like the police are the ones recording a lot of those child abuse ones, if you know what I mean. Yeah, right? Maybe yeah, that the is police a weird should do to... some work beyond fucking Facebook. Get off the computer, police. Go experience the real world. Yeah, that was a that was a fun early naive internet thing too, where we were like, Yeah, I have social media, but no one's watching it. It's like everyone's monitoring your social media, you silly goose. So yeah, fucking we're being watched. Okay. Rockwell was right. He sure was. Barry Gordy's son fucking nailed it in nineteen eighty three or four whenever that song came out. Now the fact that like Instagram I, I think technically you have to be like was it thirteen to sign up for it? But really, any fucking adult can message any fucking kid. Like, it's just a flawed system out of the gate. It's insane. Like, I view... Oh, man. Maybe this... Maybe I'm going to take shit for this. But I view things like Instagram. Like, it's almost it's almost like smoking or voting. Like, yeah, you can have this when you're 18. Well, it's what Facebook used to be. Until yeah, people were just lying. The problem is that In- people, children are lying about their age because they want to do the cool thing. Sure. Well, that's not that's a thing that's happening, but that's not the problem. I'm not I'm not going to hold lying children accountable for predators. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is they're not they're all the lying children will always access the platforms. Blame the children. No, but, blame the But if you're like <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not I'm not saying you're saying but, that. But Jeff. if you're like they're they're they shouldn't be allowed on. Sure. But they're going to get on. That's what they do. Yeah. Sure. But what percentage of them would be on compared to what are on now when it's free for all? All right. Well, I was a teacher before it was accessible. And I would say probably about 60 to 70 percent of my students had it. So it's a high percentage, man. It's the same reason that kids fucking they'll drink and they'll smoke because they're told they can't. Hell yeah. Uh, And they smoke weed every day. But, fucking party kids. It's fucking kids, man. Uh, it's fucking kids, man. No, but <laughs> it's children. Tell them they can't do a thing, and that's the one thing they want to do. Tell them they can't have social media. That's all they will want, and they will find a way to get it. You can't. It's an impossible situation to just say, yes. oh, well, it's, I mean, it it's adults only. It gets a slippery only. slope in the way you verify them, but. Look at porn. How do you? How can you access porn? You just say, clicked if you're 18. Yeah, hell well, yeah, Well, that's what man. I'm saying. That's very different. But if social media was tied, and this is where you start, well, do you want to hand over certain personal that's information? That's exactly right. What but are you if do there were your... barriers that prevented but children from joining. Am I crazy, or didn't Facebook do that a long time ago? You used to be. Because there, yeah. there was a time when you could just put a fake date of birth. You could put all kinds of shit, and you would get notifications where they'd be like, hey, we think maybe you're not 118 years old. How about you uh, put your actual date of birth in there or we're going to shut your shit down? I know they made a lot of people change their Facebook name to their real name. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Instagram is doing right now is they don't let people who are over 18 message people who are under 18 who don't follow them. Correct. That's which, good. Yeah. That seems that seems like a, a good good measure to put it's a in place. step in the right direction for sure. That, yeah. and but they and then of course predators will do that thing where it's like, hey, DM us for collab or something on some kid's <laughs> post, and then some sure. kid's gonna post, yeah. and it's just gonna be like some creep dick showing back creep up. Dick. Creep, creep dick. dick. Creep dick. Creep dick. Creep creep dick. Creep 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 dick. So yeah, I think. Uh, I think people need to understand that end-to-end encryption, if you support it, it doesn't make you uh, in support of child abuse or child exploitation also. It's just a thing like end-to-end encryption has prevented as many crimes as it has led to, probably has prevented more crimes than it has led to. So fucking, at least in this sense, get off Facebook's back. Like, they're, they're they're doing the right thing. Here. You could have also ended that sentence at get off Facebook. Just ended it there. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I, I did that a long time ago. Boy, do I not miss it. Yeah. I, I, I only go on to be like, hey, check out this thing. 
I got coming up. Mm. Bye. Mm. I, I have Messenger still because I still need to talk to people yeah. on there for work purposes. And I had to uh, actually go on Facebook to because I got a new phone and I had to like go on Facebook to sign back into Messenger. Oh, it's like it was like walking through a town I haven't lived in in years. Yeah. But it's everyone's- like like people that you still live here. Like, you haven't fucking left? Yeah, you're still doing this? Yeah, you're still doing the same shit? You just posted a thing for people to respond to? No. Gross. It's a nightmare. But, uh, yeah, at least they're fighting for end-to-end encryption. And I like that. All right, we should get the fuck out of here. No. And then Do- go to Mike's graduation party. We're going to all meet up in Burbank Is there a little food bit later. Thing? Is it bring your own food? I should click the link. Yeah, well, how about you read the invite and, uh, and see... Jeff, yourself. can you forward me the invite you didn't get? I probably got it. I just have to check. But that's not important right now. All right. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? Patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. There's all kinds of fun new ways that you can subscribe to our pods. You can subscribe to Just Unpops, and you get a whole bunch of bonus episodes every month, like seven or eight. And that's uh, $6 a month. All of that is ad-free. Bone also, also, uh... Pretty Scary and Conspiracy, the pod. You can uh, subscribe to both of those for $4 each, and you get a whole bunch of bonus episodes. Or you can subscribe to everything for $10 a month. So uh, do do one of those things, or I'll fucking snap. <laughs> Jeff, what do you have to plug? Uh, Jeff has Cool Friends is my podcast where I interview my cool friends. It's available at patreon.com slash Jeff May for the early and uncensored episodes. And of course, you can get them a week later and you can get them with all the naughty words bleeped out uh, wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, you can also check out Tom and Jeff Watch Batman on Gamefully Unemployed. And of course, you don't even like sports, a sports podcast about how Chet doesn't even like Jeff sports. Jeff doesn't even like sports. Fuck you. Fuck you. Um, but that that's it. You know, find me on the Internet. Do the thing. Uh, you can catch me on Jeff's new podcast, uh, Jeff's Uncool Not Friends. Uh, I'm going to be the first and only guest on that one. Uh, Chad, really looking forward to it. And, you're uh, cool. You can see me at Danger's Graduation Party with Adam Todd Brown and, and Jeff May. Maybe we'll take a selfie, post it to the Grams. I, I'm not taking a picture with you, yeah, maniacs. Absolutely not. Uh, I, I would also add that I will be in New England from uh, in July 12th to August 3rd, and I will be doing stand-up dates at some point in time, so pay attention. Gross. Sorry. All right, let's get the Jeff's fuck out of here. bring that Delta virus back. Chet, say goodbye. Fuck you. Jeff, say goodbye. You get the creep dick rookie card, everybody. <laughs> Don West. Bye, everybody. Get well, Don we love West. You. We love you. Bristol Street, bring a blood object to Bristol Street. I'm not a